Hello and welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for the third episode, part three of Obi-Wan Kenobi, the limited series on Disney+. This episode was written by Joby Harold, Hannah Friedman, and Husan Amini, as well as Stuart Betty. That is a lot of people on one script. And directed once again by Deborah Chow. She has directed the entire series. I gave this episode an 8.6 out of 10. It still was a good episode. Um, I probably missed most of some of the, the, what is the right word for it? The, the lore and some of the things that probably made a whole bunch more sense to deeper Star Wars fans than myself. But I did like seeing the actor Hayden Christian forgot his last name hold on i'll find it yeah no it's just hayden christensen um and i love hearing james earl jones's voice as darth vader i thought that leia was very cute in this episode and i want to know reva's backstory but i can't pretend as if there weren't some parts that were a little slower like i think we spent 10 minutes just on a transport but it feels as if this is more of an interpersonal story or, or what's the right word I'm looking for introspective type of story than it is regarding a uh, a beat by beat of an actual you know it's this isn't meant to be some huge you know, working out of a, a story arc as much as it is about one man confronting another after the fallout of their last confrontation 10 years ago that has now unfolded. The Empire is successful. He is one of the most powerful people in said Empire and he has unfinished business that he has been, he has been waiting to to see play out and Riva also has a connection to that that I think very much more so than I first realized because I don't have the biggest recollection of those particular movies but I do remember Anakin Skywalker and his portrayal and there is a lot of Riva um a lot of Anakin in Riva is what I mean to say they're both very impulsive. They don't have the greatest faith, uh, or, you know, in authority. <laughs> you know, they they're they're quick to action, quick to anger as well. Um, and so you can see a little bit how this one incident has such long-standing consequences and i think that is meant to be more of the story than an action-based one and i think that you have to be okay with that if you're interested in moving forward because i think it's pretty clear that's what this is it's not the clone wars it's not and there's so many franchises right you don't need it to be that this is one person one man's particular story and we're not going to see it play out over six episodes and have some conclusion if anything i feel like this is going to be his uh coup de grace so to speak i don't know um 
for being the one to train his son which is luke he has to get over this little hump that he has and it is in regards to his father (laughs) uh and thus he has to prepare and take on another pattern one that's not going to turn out the way it did last time and he is shooketh every time he even thinks about that particular moment and how it went wrong and how he made mistakes and how the you know we starts off in the beginning of him reliving that moment thinking of what his jedi master used to say to him <laughs> uh thinking of the fact that he never he never looked behind himself at the collateral damage he just walked away and i think that also ties into reva's anger because there's a lot of people that are and i get that especially if you don't know too much about it as far as outside of watching those particular three movies but i could see reva totally it didn't connect to me that she would be the little girl in the that we did open up this season with the one in the i think i said made some uh, an account to that that you know i don't want to say that that's her <laughs> just because she's black <laughs> but i think they're making more implications in this episode especially how they helped little younglings around and how younglings are already snatched from their homes from everyone they used to know given to this jedi order that's supposed to train them and protect them and then you have this moment in which it all goes to shit and then the one that could have possibly turned the tide or at least helped them the most turned their back on them a lot of did and i I also didn't know the part and i had to be told this because i i don't recall it but kenobi being the one to say nobody come here and help these children everyone stay away so that's a little bit that's a lot of it of abandonment by the one the one family that you were supposed to have the one you sacrificed for this particular order only for them to be like well that's not what we can do right now we're leaving children to their own devices and that is what that's what ben made the decision to do i mean you see it in the earlier part of i think i may have mentioned it i can't remember what happened last week but him turning his back on the one that was you know searching for him and he's he ended up being murdered i can't help but but feel empathy for someone who's witnessing that and you're supposed to be the more powerful one i'm looking to you as my mentor my guide and you just turned your back on me that really hurt my feelings that also made mention of the fact that she was found in the gutter and i am gonna get to the ben side of things but i'm just i'm not gonna go scene by scene i'm just gonna do a review because i watched this uh while i was at fun and things today so i am not going to remember everything in order so it is better if i just kind of focus on uh, the ins and outs of the episode and the things that stood out to me and what i took away from it but he uh or she she's continuing to struggle with that that rage and the dark force and god only knows what they did to these children these younglings that were at the mercy because they didn't kill everyone clearly because some of the 
because the, the inquisitors themselves as we learned last episode used to be jedi so there's also the element that they are forcibly or psychologically turned to the dark side and it's only made easier by kenobi because of course when you think about the logistics of it it's illogical <laughs> for reva to be so angry at obi but i guess that's the that is the thing that was told right if she knows that anakin is vader that's the whole story it's you know you you were my friend you were my brother and then i started to become disillusioned with what i thought you were selling to me and then he has the pain of loss that twists his head twists his emotions he wasn't able to overcome that and it ended up turning him into vader and we see the same thing happening or happen to reva she's been gone through all of this trauma and there is a softness in there there is a, a a pain beneath all of that that rage i think and it only comes off out in her in her alone moments in her solemn moments reva ends up speaking directly with vader which i was very surprised about i wasn't sure how she was going to play the grand inquisitor i figured she was going to blame it on kenobi a lot of people are pissed about this because apparently he shows up in clone wars i don't know anything about canon i'm not one of those people that you know I, i'm not one way or the other on one hand i get it if someone turned something instrumental in a book that i was uh, you know into but it's also their shit and they can do what the fuck they want with it you know <laughs> i don't own the rights to this property <laughs> and can you just give it until the end to see you know if and how they're gonna try to put it into canon i saw a few reactions of the grand inquisitor's death and that really pissed people off and i'm like dude i and it also of course created much more as i already suspected <laughs> anger towards the the character reva and the actress moses ingram who i am happy to say did get all of the support not only but by star wars who basically said we resist if you don't accept this but bay and this is why he is bay ewan mcgregor has always been bay just just so y'all know i've had the hots for him for a while now uh but he um also did a video supporting her as an actress and her as someone a part of the franchise but also denouncing the racism like there's just no no room for it no acceptance of it no tolerance of it if this is how you're acting i renounce you you're not a part of the fandom that i entertain or even consider you to be a fan of and i think that's a a pretty powerful thing to come out and clearly put the foot down <laughs> in regards to because whether you think that they shouldn't have taken canon out or whatever that's to do with the you know the people who write the show direct the show people behind the scenes how is that all of a sudden an actress's responsibility or somehow you know let's hate her because how dare 
they prop her up and not make us the heroes in that story and i think that there's a lot of commentary going on about it i'm not going to delve deep into it but I, i truly thought and applauded them standing up and firmly saying look enough is enough guys black people are going to exist they're going to continue to be in these roles i get that that makes some of you a a small portion of you really upset and again now people saying i don't like her her acting that's subjective acting is subjective and there's nothing wrong with that (laughs) i don't want those people to feel lumped in and i know some people probably feel that way like you know what i'm not not feeling this actress that's that's okay that's allowed but i think that that's all you need to say (laughs) it's when you go deep down into just you you when you're being racist you're not not transparent just know that whatever you try to tell yourself or tell everyone else it's obvious to anyone looking because we're used to this by now so stop trying to pretend as if you're just saying oh i'm just no you're not you're not but it's okay this ain't got to be the show for you but you want to keep giving them the dollars so that's why it's the number one uh premiere that's been on disney plus so (laughs) they're winning laughing they ass all the way to the bank and they know that diversity is bringing in more dollars because quite frankly i think a lot of minorities ain't trying to watch something that that they don't they cannot see themselves in because it's become important but back to reva she talks to vader and his reaction to the grand inquisitor being dead was hysterical i really like the juxtaposition of ben recalling you know all of the traumatic events of his past while he is fixing lola at the same time that we see vader or anakin becoming vader his fucked up he didn't have either arms he really did leave him to an absolutely horrifying death (laughs) and didn't even stay to make sure his ass was dead something he throws in his face you should have made sure you killed me but he tells reva i've been watching you i know what you want and i can give you what you want but if you fail me i will choke your ass out just so you know she then walks back to headquarters where we have two more inquisitors there the other being second brother third brother i can't remember but he tells her because she says to send the probe she knows exactly where they're going and as much as she is ambitious and a little hot-headed callous whatever the word you want to call it she's also right even the one that was within her ranks was able to give her that it's like i understand if you were fucking up constantly and it's like okay slow your roll but the simple fact of it is vader wants obi-wan y'all have given up on obi-wan but vader has not given up on obi-wan or yeah obi-wan and she has successfully tracked this man down got him on the run knows where he's going got under his skin y'all most 
had him in freeport or wherever the fuck y'all was at last time if you would have just let her do her thing so as much as you want to cramp her style and tell her what order she should be taking he straight used the force on her and said you know what you are subservient to me and you will listen to what i say i am in charge that is my seat i am the next to step in line you need to watch yourself and i like i i don't know what she touched right there i i i I can't remember but i did like the line when she said i spoke to lord vader he put me in charge of this hunt so like i said send the fucking probes you talk to him of course i talk to him i'm the person that knows his real identity and it's probably gonna get me killed that's another thing a lot of people are up in arms about he'd kill anyone who knows his identity guys go back in time and history okay she didn't come up to his face and say anakin she told obi-wan who he was he might not or he is utilizing her for what he needs she's not anyone special to him at this point in time she's doing the exact same thing the others are doing which is uh positioning for power but she genuinely feels like this is something that's owed to her but the fact that they keep saying it makes me feel as if maybe what we are thinking that she wants isn't what she wants or there's a huge a huge opportunity to be fucked over because maybe the empire is a patriarchy that's a thing because the one minute he was talking to her and the next minute he was putting all his orders through the second guy which i suppose that should be as it is since he's supposed to be the next one for the position but you would think after all that she's done she at least got you a one-on-one confrontation with who you wanted to be with and i think that should count for something like i did my job we hunted him down we identified him we tracked him to this thing y'all had it out in the desert i don't know what happened because i did what i was supposed to do i actually stayed in line but the funny ironic part is is if she had followed that damn robot (laughs) she probably could have stopped obi-wan from getting away but alas she chose this moment to follow a different scent which still ends up with her with a grin making everybody else look incompetent all i do is win 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 no matter what but there is that scene where she says i hope so because he says you're gonna get what you deserve or what you're owed and when he leaves the room when she's alone she says i hope so and then she says it even softer i really do hope so so what is it that she feels that she is owed we are all jumping to conclusions of what that could be or what it seems to be but i think it's uh i think it's definitely making us also question at least me well maybe i don't know what that is we see her in another scene where they get to the planet and uh she is told to search for other people other jedis in the town she ends up going into the same place that the the robot or the drone drone yeah left and ends up finding the secret hideaway or network that they had 
to help smuggle people in the empire which leads her to the tunnel that little leia is running through but she had a soft moment as well where she sat and touched the symbol uh is that the symbol for the force i'm not sure but she uh she felt a lot of anguish in that moment before she tossed it aside you know it's almost like this thing calling to you and she has to actively toss the side they also and i don't think it's what's happening at all however they did bring up the idea with tala that there are those that are helping the empire or helping the descendants and jedis by pretending to be of rank in the empire that's not to say i think reva is trying to get to a position of power so that she can then get to a position to help her own i think that's not what's happening but it is a tantalizing idea to put out there (laughs) oh i know she's she deeply can't stand that man (laughs) she is hurt by obi-wan and eventually we're gonna get that confrontation between the two because i think that would be a powerful reminder of what happens when you when you fail when you turn your back on those that require your leadership and so he's gonna have to not only confront well he did already have that confrontation with anakin about it who is now vader i think he's gonna have that same type of confrontation with reva i do believe she's gonna die by the end (laughs) (laughs) of the six episodes but i do want to know what that journey was what led to it because it was a lot and i bet you it came with a lot of a lot of true true hurt you know that's what some of the worst anger comes from is from a deep 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 seated pain and as i stated earlier i feel that pain with reva and she she puts a lot of anger in front of that but deep down it's that there's a loathing there that's very much a um a deep laceration for the most part that's all we get from her except for the fact that she totally totally gets ahead of leia in the tunnel kills the pilot that was gonna meet her and says that she's going to take her where she needs to be which is going to be the lord vader which is her daddy and considering she was asking ben if he was her daddy (laughs) this episode uh she might i don't i don't know if she'll ask this is weird though right because i always felt the thing with vader is that he found out luke was his son or maybe he already knew luke was his son i can't remember it's been a long time i'm not gonna pretend my memory is 100 i'll just listen to another podcast and they'll tell me but would he have a reaction to the daughter because you have been saying every time i look at you you remind me of the mother but i felt as if did he not know or did he know he had the kids it's been so long that i i can't recall that but I also think that's another weird thing because 
it almost feels as if this is leia's chance to meet anakin slash vader her father that she never got the opportunity for but that doesn't really fit with like i never got the impression that leia knew that anakin slash vader was her father so i don't expect this reaction or this uh this interaction to be anything more than possibly vader not wanting to hurt leia uh but i don't think he i mean well no we saw what he was doing through the town he was fucking people up i do feel as if she did enough to get that grand inquisitor in her position though like all you said i had to do was find him i did my part <laughs> let's go to ben and leia he fixes lola she asks questions they get to the mining planet of mapuzo they get out to the rendezvous place provided by haja but kenobi can't be patient for five seconds before he's like i told you what did i tell you didn't i tell you because i told you mm-hmm. and when did i tell you a long time ago and what did i say will happen when i told you exactly what just happened Last, like i'm six and i need you to have a little bit more patience and faith in humanity i get that you were also very much disillusioned in your mind about one person in life but do you need to paint us all with the same brush and i like the fact that we're diving into the that ben is not a perfect person none of these people should be portrayed as such but you clearly see that Ben in the last 10 years has become cynical. <laughs> He's, he loves children. He loves Layla. I think he would protect her. He would die for her. I think that he, in his heart, still has the capacity to give. But it, you need to be either Leia, Luke. I mean, he, his, his list of people he gives a shit about is very, very short. He just wants to be left the fuck alone. I am broken. I am never going to be put back together again the same. And I don't know how to move forward because I am glass. I will shatter at any moment. <laughs> they end up catching a ride from Freckle, Frecky. And uh, he's so totally down with the Empire. <laughs> Homeboy is telling everybody that they're from Tall. I just like the way he keeps saying tall because that accent but other than being farmers for tall he has no explanation of why they're in the forest and she's like oh he came to take me where me and my mom or he and my mom met something to that effect and then she died and it was very sad <laughs> and got the stormtroopers off that jumped on to catch a ride However, Freckle was probably listening to Obi clearly talk about being a Jedi in the backseat. Like that window wasn't all the way to fuck open. So of course, at a checkpoint, he's like, you guys need to check out these people in the backseat. Because I clearly heard the words Jedi. <laughs> it carried in the wind. And of course... I don't know why 
why does obi-wan always think that putting that hood up makes him look any less like a jedi <laughs> but it doesn't <laughs> but he think you look more like a jedi he also is hallucinating and saw hayden christensen in the distance as vader before he turned into vader that was pretty fucking awesome that whole scene and moment and <laughs> she's like ben <laughs> i shouldn't have been laughing how much he just wanted absolutely no part <laughs> of the sequel of that long ago fight he was doing everything in his power to avoid that shit like no <laughs> what part of that gave me ptsd don't you not understand but vader is like i'm getting mine i don't know why you think that i'm not ben is able to take out a few stormtroopers but unfortunately leia gets a gun on her and he is able to save her but they are confronted by another truck of stormtroopers but that's when they meet tala who was going to be their contact but he decided to leave instead of just wait for five minutes because he thinks everybody is shit <laughs> she ends up helping him and it's a good thing that he trusts someone because he needed help himself she finds a little hideaway for them he had tried to reach out to one of his masters but they probably i'm probably i'm sure that they're gonna show up at the end something's gonna happen because it's that kind of movie the fact that we're bringing vader into it three episodes and that's a big deal fact that we have james earl jones they mention another jedi that's supposed to be a big deal i don't know all these names i haven't watched any of the clone wars i i don't intend to anytime soon because it's really fucking long so it it's on my bucket list but I, I'm, I'm not deep into the lore so i'm just going by what is happening um but they do talk about the younglings coming through there he asks, why do you do this he's like because the empire is not what i thought it was and now that i didn't know that they're evil it is my job my duty to stand up to oppression versus hide in a little hole like you have with more power than all of us to do something about said oppression so once again this is more of a introspective uh tale for obi of this is what we fight for then that's when vader shows up i like the the drone i like what they were doing with that as well because they have been playing for a really long time the idea of sentient life with with drones and this is a loader drone i don't know why i got more attached to this drone than i have almost any other character thus far <laughs> with the exception of reva uh but the drone saying not being able to respond they don't give them a voice because they keep them enslaved however lola ha you know introduces or leia introduces lola to him and you can tell he's very much you know he's someone who wants to help and they go into the room they're having that conversation but the best part is when the stormtroopers came in to search the place and that motherfucker had that hammer that big ass hammer behind his back like he was ready 
It's like he don't have a response. He he can't understand what you're saying, and yet he understands everything. Knew to protect them, wanted to protect them, let them walk out. And even when the thing was like, "Answer me, answer me," he's like, "You know what? I'm gonna just play dumb." And it really did remind me of, say, a slave. You know, that's what a lot of people consider and that's another thing a lot of people talked about in star wars this week at the conversation that technically all of these stories are are minor non-minority stories you know the oppression uh the empire all of that if you supplant it against history it is the it is the story of primarily colonialism versus you know all those non-minority countries that were fighting for their freedom uh, i think they did this in mandalorian as well you know they went to these people's planet and they're mining their planet and destroying everything and yet they're the terrorists if they're fighting back no they're not they're they're technically in the right and unfortunately we got to see even our good guys taking them out but quite frankly they have more of the moralistic upper hand than anyone else so there's more going on in between the lines uh, for this series that um that that definitely is ingrained in a lot of societal issues and problems that do happen in non-white societies in minority societies uh so i really did feel in that moment of you know oh you know you're no one you're just a loader you don't have the capacity to think or feel or care or this that another thing you've already been written off as insignificant that is what a lot of people felt about black people or koreans or uh, at one point irish <laughs> you know if you're anyone of irish descent i believe that ewan is maybe irish or scottish same thing you know you were the oppressed at some point particularly in america they threw you right in with the negroes we all married each other because that's where we were put together considered exact same until they started differentiating but that's a whole other story <laughs> that we're not gonna get into right now but i love that scene then vader shows up and just as they're about to leave Thing gets a little woozy. Oh my God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody, stay calm. What's the Everybody procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm. Wait, 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 wait. Everybody, calm down. As stated, Vader just being nasty. <laughs> and by nasty, I mean just absolutely fucking up, folks, for no reason other than they breathing. And he wants to elicit a reaction, though, from Kenobi. It's a he don't understand Kenobi. He's <laughs> like, I have zero fucks to give. <laughs> if you're gonna snap that man's neck and drag him down, drag that woman down the 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 street using the force, uh, skinning her face alive. If that's what's gotta go on, he didn't even yell out. Vader can sense him though, and he gets ahead of him, and he turns around and he he just stands there with his lightsaber, doesn't even say anything. <laughs>
Except Ben took one look at that man and said, Fuck this shit, I'm out. Mm-mm. Fuck this shit, I'm out. No thanks. Don't mind me. I'ma just grab my stuff and leave. Excuse me, please. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Nope. Fuck this shit, I'm out. All right then. I don't know what the fuck just happened, but I don't really care. I'ma get the fuck up out of here. This shit, I'm out. Ben knew he was rusty. He didn't want none of that smoke. He's like, I do not want to do this again. I just don't. I do not. But Vader says, you cannot, cannot escape what is about to happen. It's like, what happened to you? What you, or what became of you? What you made me? The fact that you put that shit on him and he knows that (laughs) you're absolutely right. Is why he keep noping out of the situation. <laughs> but unfortunately, Vader gets him in a force choke, creates a fire with his light, light, lightsaber, and drags him through the flames. And only told him that's a taste of what I have intended for you. You underestimate my power. Luckily for him, Tala ends up going back at the insistence of Leia. She says, I can find my own way, which he really shouldn't have left the little girl on her own, to be quite frank, especially if that's what he asked of her. Like, Kenobi can take care of himself or he would have ran with us. Clearly, you're more of the priority. However, she needed to come back. Plus, I knew that actress is too big of a deal just to have a one-off. I'm sure Haja will come back at some point. And... At least, at least she was visibly scared to be shooting anywhere cl- close to where Vader is because he could have just moved that whole voter and had your ass. <laughs> you don't want none of that smoke either. He was not a Jedi. <laughs> Did we need to have that three minute extended scene of Vader watching him get away? <laughs> I was just, I was not feeling that. Not even a little bit. And then he just walked off like this is clearly a failure instead of no i'll just walk through these flames or go around i don't know (laughs) that was a little weird of a scene i don't know where it went wrong somewhere but it did and that is pretty much the the sum of the episode i think it was a really good episode i was not as i'm sure a lot of people were were like jumping out of their seats on the vader thing showing up and that that's this and that other thing i'm more into the acting which has been pretty pretty good uh no complaints for the acting in this episode so that's what i meant by pretty good the season thus far uh i think that ewan's doing a fabulous job <laughs> i like the one part where she's like say hello hello <laughs> that that well i wanted to grab his cheeks and just give him a kiss at that point uh because he was adorable but that's all i got for this review we do got feedback so let's hop on into the mailbag Christina is me shy I am here to finally join Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, the series the six episode series I missed the original or the the first podcast I finally was able to um, 
carve out some time this week and watch the first three episodes. Um, yeah, I believe I watched them a couple of days ago. Unfortunately, I didn't write any notes. And so I'm just going to give my overall thoughts on the three episodes. Um, I will say I it did it did lull a little bit. It was a lot of monotonous stuff. And I guess that was the point. So I agree. I listened to your podcast and I agree. It, you know, it's just like they're just showing him going to work, slicing off the meat, giving it to his camel looking animal and going back to I mean I guess that was just to hone in on just how how opposite his life was compared to the 10 years prior I guess I don't know and then I'm like the fact that he's only watching Luke I guess because Luke is the one or it's gonna be the one uh (laughs) so um of course we all know that if we watch the originals the best ones the ones that i'll acknowledge um but yeah i mean i was grateful for the recap just so i can have a little bit of an idea because i didn't watch the movies i watched the last one of the three i didn't watch the first two and so i don't really and i only watched that last one is because i was um, with some people who were watching it. And so I just sat there and watched it. But um, yeah, and that was a long time ago. So I don't even remember. It was like I vaguely remember certain things that happened. Um, so yeah, per usual, I was a little bit behind and trying to... Of course, it was slow. So it wasn't like I needed um, that it was going at such a pace that I was having a hard time keeping up. Um, I just thought it was weird that um, when Leah was, um, Leah, sorry, was uh, kidnapped that um, Obi-Wan didn't want to save her. I'm like, that is, number one, it's a child that has been kidnapped. Then it's your friend child. And then number three, it's Luke's sister. It's like, why would you not want to help? I mean, I understand you, you're trying to get away from that life. You're not about that life. You're not wanting to use, but it's not like he was even using it. Well, he didn't start out using it. He eventually did, um, but he didn't start out using the force until um, Leia um, fell off the roof. So it, it, I, I don't know. Just, I mean, I again, I, I get where they were going with it, but I just felt that was strange for him to to have to have that attitude when uh they approached him about her being kidnapped it's like okay <laughs> he's like oh well i gotta stay here on this planet and then i'm like i gotta teach luke and then i'm like oh, how are you gonna teach luke when you haven't even used your power and apparently your powers are just not or you you know you're i'm gonna just say powers or not are rusty so you're going to be teaching luke with, with powers that you you barely use and are having a hard time using um and you just thankfully able to use to save leah when she was falling off the roof but still um of course yeah i was along with you christina when she was acting all kinds of extra but that's a kid for you they just they're not thinking like a rational person um, but it's like, yeah, you just, this, you know, he helped you 
get away from the people that you know kidnapped you. And so it didn't make sense that Obi-Wan didn't have like some type of uh, um, proof to help her to calm her down, especially since she didn't know him. So it's like you got one set of strangers that came after her, kidnapped her, and then another stranger saying, oh, yeah, I'm with your parents. Like, yeah, can you be a little bit more specific? Like, y'all have a code word, something, um, so that she can feel at ease. And then it was like, I don't know, he was definitely seemed like he was moving slow motion. Like, man, is is it? (laughs) You really are uh, out of shape there, Obi-Wan. Because uh, she was running circles all around you. Um, but yes, I did like um, Third Sister. I agree she's badass. Um, I do also agree that she took out the one dude, the Inquisitor guy, the main Inquisitor guy. That was kind of um, underwhelming how he died. And I was, a, I was kind of confused at why they were letting... It's like they weren't coming across as intimidating as you would think. I mean, she was coming across intimidating. She didn't give a flying foo-foo about anything. She didn't she like any means necessary. And then the other dude is like, well, let's let's talk. Let's do and you know, he was more diplomatic than her. She was ruthless. And so that was very interesting. And my other thing about her is that she just seems smarter and more strategic and more powerful than the other ones because unless they're just you know really showcasing her abilities more so than the others because it just seems like she's more she's more of everything and so she should be second in command to Darth Vader and I'm definitely interested in her story because yeah I'm I'm assuming like you said that the little black girl that we saw at the beginning when everyone got attacked must have been her. But I'm like, what is her beef with Obi-Wan? I'm not understanding that. Because um, was he part of that? It I, I, doesn't make sense. Like, does she blame him for what happened in some way? Because um, I'm not sure who was attacking them at that time. Or maybe she's being told that it's Obi-Wan but I don't know um so that'll be interesting but then um in this third episode the thing that was like I was finding weird was the standing around I'm mean, like it was when Darth Vader apparently I guess consents Obi-Wan and so he had um that old girl take um Leah um, to well, tell her to take Leah to the the ship while he distracted Darth Vader. But I'm like, how did they even know he was there? Oh yeah, that's right. They um, the um, they the screener thing let them know that they were on the planet. But I'm like, damn, he got there fast. How long? It didn't take them long to get there. Um, but. He must have sensed him, and so they ended up um, confronting each other. But it's like they were just standing there, and then it. it did, I mean, I try not to laugh, but it was kind of yeah. You could tell that um, <laughs> uh, Obi Wan is a little bit rusty. He needs to uh, brush. He's supposed to be the um, 
um, training the future and the one and Luke. And yeah, he, he, just, he seemed like he could barely hold it together himself. But yeah, that was weird. It's like, even if there was a fire, can't you get through it? Or I don't, I don't know. Maybe he's traumatized from his burning when the lava burnt him up and stuff. Um, so I just thought that was very strange how they, they easily got away <laughs> from that potential showdown that didn't produce anything while Darth Vader was trying to trying to torture him, I guess. But anyway, um, I mean, it's an interesting series so far. I, you know, definitely did pick up with episode three. Um, so I do look forward. It's only six episodes. So uh, I look forward to seeing how this all plays out. Um, what's going to, obviously we know Leah's, nothing's going to happen to her because we know she grows up to do all that stuff. So I'm very curious about third sister, her backstory, what's going on, what, where does her anger, resentment come from, uh, what's the overall plan. Um, I wonder if Darth Vader is going to find out that Leah is his daughter or Anakin, I should say. So a lot of, lot of things to look forward to. On that note, until next time, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, Shy. That was Queen Shy with her thoughts on the episode. I'm glad that you are joining in. Before I do jump into your feedback, though, I did want to mention something I didn't mention before, because a lot of hateration is going out to Hayden Christensen about his performance. And I never thought he he was the problem with those original three movies. It came down to the directing and the writing. I think that everyone acting wise did what they were supposed to do the it lacked substance to give more nuance to their performance because the script and the directing wasn't great it wasn't up to par but i never had a huge issue with the acting done by hayden christensen or ewan mcgregor who was awesome during throughout the whole entire thing and then we have liam neeson's character which i don't even remember who played I know Samuel Jackson was in it, Natalie Portman. So they had a star-studded cast of people that could do their job and did do their job. Anakin being annoying and not being nuanced well was not down to the actor. It was down to the what the material was that they gave him, which was shoddy, in my humble opinion. So just wanted to also put that out there. Because uh, I know I was trashing those three films, but not for not for the actors that's for damn sure uh but speaking of i think maybe this podcast will help you out a little bit as well i don't remember everything but th- there are a few things that have been either pointed out to me well not really pointed out to me i've went and listened to another podcast and i picked up on stuff <laughs> but i'm not um not necessarily copying and pasting what they're saying and regurgitating it here from what I remember, if something that made sense now makes it like I still don't know if Vader knows if Luke and Leia was his daughter before they had that whole confrontation or were his kids. I guess we'll find out next episode. I don't care. Like I said, if I don't remember it when it happens in the show, I don't have to be mad about it because I'm like, yeah, this is all new to me. Uh, that it took him that long to help Leia tells me a stranger ain't getting nothing from ben 
yes that goes back to my earlier part i was making in the episode about you know what if one of these younglings what if reva did at some point in the past and that is probably what's going to end up happening i have a feeling we're going to get a flashback and she's going to it's going to be baby reva going up to ben and ben's going to be like uh i ain't got nothing for you the force i don't know those folks i don't know those people and what i suggest you do little youngling that's 12 years old (laughs) but i think that speaks a lot to what you're saying that it took him because i know i was saying he doesn't care about anybody but layla and anyone who's close to him even someone who's close to him it took him a minute to be like yeah and i think he only looking at luke that way because he looks like anakin he loved that boy he loved him and that's why i hurt so much that love and that betrayal and also him feeling like a failure that 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 fuck with his psyche i think that he does have to come to the light and that he will and that is what's going to precipitate him being a good mentor to luke because we know he does do it at some point so uh him saying that turning to the force is like when you're afraid and i think right now he's just afraid but when he turns to the force he'll he'll regain himself and he'll win the day and then reveal die and that's how it's probably gonna ha- end i just hope that my biggest takeaway is that i do want some acknowledgement from ben particularly to reva that he also failed her by continuing to walk away from what was the message in a sense that he left behind uh i know you're confused about the beginning that was order 66 so that was right after we only saw so much of it because of course at that time disney still doesn't want to show daddy children but basically vader went in there and killed all the children he he, he, he killed a lot of them um <laughs> he actually showed up not at that particular moment when he was all burnt up to a crisp but he did show up and kill all of them so uh i can totally and then you know hearing that message that did go out which that is something that had to be told to me from another channel i was listening to apparently there was a message that went out of obi-wan saying don't come here do not come here yeah kids is dying but don't come here there's nothing we can do for them. <laughs> So I do need that flashback of her little Reva reaching out to Obi-Wan or recognizing him and him simply turning his back. Like that's enough to like if you were committed and committed and you you lost all your friends because it's five of them, right? You lost them all. You're in the gutter. You're at the bottom. And then you, you look and see a little bit of hope. And then that hope is extinguished. What do you have but darkness? well they knew where the transport was going so that's probably why they were so quick to get there they're like okay he's on this ship this ship is going to be landing on this planet he needs to get off this planet and he's gonna have to make his way to a port to do that so of course shutting down all the ports and then him being recognized by that uh at the gate by them them uh having him show his face they're like yeah it was probably <laughs> just waiting for that who do you call vader was anyway and i think that reva wants to see him destroyed because that that gives her some well i think she also knew that he wasn't going to be killed at that moment because she said he doesn't want to kill you not yet (laughs) like no he has plans a lot of plans for you and it involves strapping you to something and making sure that more than 98 percent of your body is 
is melted flesh. <laughs> he wants you to feel what I felt. Uh, I will say the only thing about Riva, she hasn't shown herself to be a strong force user. She's shown to be strategic. Yes, I think she is someone who will do whatever is necessary. However, she has not been shown at all to be a strong force user. Like she can't, I don't know if she could take that one guy. Um, I would think if she could push back in that moment, she would have, but I don't know. Time will tell. But that is all I got from your feedback. Hopefully my review will give you some more insight. Can't wait to hear your thoughts for next episode. If you want to send feedback as well, blackercouch at gmail.com. You can leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.